The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. My little brother's friends have been camped out at our place for two days straight. Three. It's because of the Xfinity 10G network. Internet that can handle a house full of screens at once with, like, basically no interruptions. And it's only getting faster. When I was their age, internet like this was a pipe dream. You sound like my grandpa. Please go home. Introducing the next generation 10G network, only from Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Hi there, I'm Steve, and welcome to our podcast. We're here for all things London, and to tell you more behind some of the iconic places and people in London's history. In this episode, we go to Shoreditch, and part one of our two-part look at this area of London. Now, don't forget to visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel, London Visited, to see videos covering Shoreditch and so many other places across London. Also, if you love the podcast and the channel, why not join us as a member? Join our group of what we like to call our London Visited Crown Jewels, where there are many different benefits, including a members-only monthly podcast. Have a look by going to patreon.com forward slash London Visited. And now to this week's podcast. Shoreditch is a district of the east end of London and forms the southern part of the London borough of Hackney. Neighbouring parts of Tower Hamlets are also perceived as part of the area. In the 16th century, Shoreditch was an important centre of the Elizabethan theatre and it has been an important entertainment centre since that time. Today, it hosts many pubs, bars and nightclubs. The most commercial areas lie closest to the City of London and along the A10 road, with the rest being mostly residential. Early spellings of the name include Sordich from 1148, Sorsdick 1183, Sordich 1204 and Shoreditch. 1220, and other variants. It is generally agreed that the name derives from the Old English Shoreditch, i.e. Shoreditch, the shore being a riverbank or prominent slope, but there is disagreement as to the identity of the shore in question. The suggestion made in 1936 that the ditch might have once been leading to the shore of the Thames continues to enjoy widespread currency. Other scholars, however, have challenged this interpretation on the grounds that the City of London lies between Shoreditch and the Thames. A variant spelling used by John Stowe in 1598, Sewers Deitch, raises the possibility that the name might originally be referred to as a drain or watercourse. Certainly, the area was once boggy, and the name might bear some relation to the main branch of the Walbrook, which rose in Hoxton, ran along what is now Curtain Road, flowing past the former Curtain Theatre. The river was known in this area as Deep Ditch, Flood Ditch, or just The Ditch. Folklore holds that the place was originally named Shaw's Ditch, after Jane Shaw, the mistress of Edward IV, who was supposed to have died or been buried in a ditch in the area. This legend is commemorated today by a large painting at Haggerston Branch Library of the body of Shaw being retrieved from the ditch, and by a design on glazed tiles in a shop in Shoreditch High Street, showing her meeting Edward IV. However, the area was known as Shoreditch long before Jane Shaw lived. The Survey of London, for example, lists some 26 deeds dating from circa 1148 and 1260, which use some version of the name. 
In another theory, now discredited, antiquarian John Weaver claimed that the name was derived from Sir John Sordish, who was Lord of the Manor during the reign of Edward III, between 1327 and 1377. Though now part of Inner London, Shoreditch was previously a suburb of the City of London, centred on Shoreditch Church at the Old Crossroads, where Shoreditch High Street and Kingsland Road are crossed by Old Street and Hackney Road. Shoreditch High Street and Kingsland Road are a small sector of the Roman Ermine Street and the modern A10, known as the Old North Road, as it was a major coaching route to the north, exiting the city at Bishopsgate. The east-west course of Old Street Hackney Road was also probably a Roman road, connecting Silchester with Colchester, bypassing the City of London to the south. Shoreditch Church, officially known as St. Leonard Shoreditch, is of ancient origin. It is featured in the famous line, When I grow rich, say the bells of Shoreditch, from the English nursery rhyme Oranges and Lemons. Shoreditch was the site of the House of Canonesses, the Augustarian Holy Well Priory, named after a holy well on the site from the 12th century until its dissolution in 1539. The Priory was located between Shoreditch High Street and Curtain Road, to east and west, and Batten's Row and Hollywell Lane to the north and south. Nothing remains of it today. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. In 1574, the city authorities banned the building of playhouses in the City of London area. Consequently, theatres were built in the suburbs, beyond its jurisdiction. The first of these came in 1576, when James Babbage built the first playhouse in England, known as the Theatre, on the site of the Priory, commemorated today by a plaque on Curtain Road and excavated in 2008. William Shakespeare lived nearby in a property overlooking St Helen's Churchyard, in the Bishopsgate within area of the city. His early plays were first performed in Shoreditch at the theatre at the nearby Curtain Theatre, built on the following year and 200 yards to the south, marked by a commemorative plaque in Howard Street off Curtain Road. Romeo and Juliet was first performed here, gaining Curtain plaudits. Henry V was performed within this old wooden O, and the early version of Hamlet was also first staged in Shoreditch. Shakespeare's company moved to the timbers of the theatre to Southwark at the expiration of the lease in 1599 in order to construct the Globe. The curtain continued performing plays in Shoreditch until at least 1627. The suburb of Shoreditch was attractive as a location for these early theatres because, like Southwark, it was outside the jurisdiction of the somewhat puritanical city fathers. Even so, they drew the wrath of contemporary moralists, as did the local base tenements and houses of unlawful and disorderly resort, and the great number of dissolute, loose and insolent people harboured in such and the like newsome and disorderly houses, as namely poor cottages and habitations of beggars and people without trade, stables, inns, alehouses, taverns, garden houses converted to dwellings, ordinaries, dicing houses, bowling alleys and brothel houses. During the 17th century, wealthy traders and French Hunkinook silk weavers moved into the area, establishing a textile industry centred to the south around Spitalfields. By the 19th century, Shoreditch was also the focus of the furniture industry, now commemorated by a museum on Kingsland Road. 
these industries declined in the late 19th century. In the 19th and 20th centuries, Shoreditch was a centre of entertainment to rival the West End and had many theatres and music halls. The National Standard Theatre, 2, 3, 4 Shoreditch High Street, 1837 to 1940. In the late 19th century, this was one of the largest theatres in London. In 1926, it was converted into a cinema called the New Olympia Picture Drome. The building was demolished in 1940. Sims Reeves, Mrs. Marriott and James Anderson all appeared here. Also performed were programmes of classical opera and even Shakespeare, with actors including Henry Ivan. There was considerable rivalry with the West End theatres. John Douglas, the owner from 1845, wrote a letter to the era, following a Drury Lane first night, in which he commented that, seeing the handsome cab used in this new drama at Drury Lane, I beg to state that a handsome cab, drawn by a real-life horse, was used in my drama, produced at the Standard Theatre, with real rain, a real flood, and a real balloon. The Shoreditch Empire, also known as the London Music Hall, 95 to 99 Shoreditch High Street, between 1856 and 1935. The theatre was rebuilt in 1894 by Frank Matcham, the architect of the Hackney Empire. Charlie Chaplin is recorded as performing here in his early days before he achieved fame in America. Purchased in 1934 by an adjacent drapery business, Jeremiah Rotherham Co., and rebuilt as a warehouse. The Royal Cambridge Music Hall, 136 Commercial Street, between 1864 and 1936, was destroyed by a fire in 1896 and then rebuilt in 1897 by Finch Hill, architect of the Britannia Theatre in nearby Hoxton. The builder of the 4th of December 1897 said, The new Cambridge Music Hall in Commercial Street, Bishopsgate, is now nearing completion. The stage will be 41 feet wide by 30 feet deep. The premises will be heated throughout by hot water coils and provision has been made for lighting the house by electric light. None of these places of entertainment survives today. Music Hall was revived for a brief time in Curtain Road by the temporary home of the Brig Lane Music Hall. This too has now moved on. A number of playbills and posters from these music halls survive in the collections of both the Bishopsgate Institute and the Victorian Albert Museum. In the First World War, the mayor and borough of Shoreditch raised the Powell's Battalion of volunteers from around the borough who would serve together as the 20th Shoreditch Battalion, Middlesex Regiment, Duke of Cambridge's own. The Middlesex Regiment of the battalion belonged to was nicknamed the Die Hards. For most of its time in the line, the unit was attached to the 118th Brigade, part of the 39th Division. The battalion was involved in many actions on the Western Front in 1916 to 1918. Sid's Coffee Stall was established in Colvert Road, Shoreditch in 1919 and operated continuously until 2019. Gainsborough Studios were located in a former power station in Paul Street by the Regent's Canal. The film studios operated here from 1924 until it declined and closed in 1951. The Stag's Head Hoxton was built in 1936 for Truman's Brewery and designed by their in-house architect A.E. Sewell. Shoreditch was heavily bombed during World War II with around 495 of its civilian residents killed. The area was hit by at least 279 high-explosive bombs, six parachute mines, seven V-1 doodlebugs, two V-2 rockets, and many thousands of one-kilogram incendiary devices. The destruction of housing and industry caused by the two V-2s contributed to the opportunity to create Shoreditch Park and Haggerston Park. Shoreditch post-war declined in conditions, 
as did both textile and furniture industries, with competition elsewhere. This situation was exacerbated by the extensive devastation of the housing stock in the Blitz during the Second World War and by insensitive redevelopment in the post-war period. A southwest and northeast tube line called the Chelsea Hackney Line was proposed in 1970 by the London Transport's Board London Rail Study as the next project after the completion of the Victoria Line and the Fleet Line, now the Jubilee Line, but it was not carried forward. It would have had a new tube station near Shoreditch Church if it was built. So, I hope you've enjoyed our first look at the area of Shoreditch. We'll be back next week with part two. Now, if you'd like to make contact with us or suggest any places you'd like us to feature in podcasts, you can let me know through our website, londonvisited.co.uk, or our social media. It's that easy. And that's what Rachel in Australia did by suggesting Shoreditch as a place to cover in our podcasts. So a big thank you to Rachel. Thanks for listening. Really hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we'll see you next week for the next one. Bye. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.